I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work, get closer and closer to the point within the circle. Masonic Muscle, we give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. And here we go again, part three of Freemasonry isn't dying, it's refining. Written by Robert Johnson, the creator of the Whence Came You podcast. He's also a Midnight Freemason contributor. He's written many articles. And right now, I believe he's the uh, managing editor of the Midnight Freemasons blog. All right. So we're at the tail end of this article. Let's get into it. What I'm saying, brothers, is that the membership drives are to sustain what was erroneously built based on a false presumption about what Masonic membership numbers would be in the future. We are returning to the smaller group we once were, and that's okay. I I agree with that. Um, But you can be a bigger group. Again, if your group doesn't have a focus, if your group doesn't have... You know, top to bottom, everybody knows what the vision and mission is. It doesn't matter what size of group you are. It's just not going to work. You know, uh, people are going to continue to do whatever they want. And the the organization is going to flounder. Continuing. When I asked for a peer review of this piece, my brother said, I'm asking myself, what do I do with this information? I'm not sure you can do anything with this information other than let it give you comfort. Comfort in knowing things are just fine. We are returning to our original purpose, our original aim. Um, Returning to our original purpose, our original aim, well, I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of, Masons have a different concept of what the original purpose, our original aim was. If he's coming from the Masonic Restoration Foundation perspective, I agree with that. And if you haven't been on there, on that website, to read what they have to say, uh, go and do so. They are very focused, very concise, and they're trying to bring back you know, the better business practices, so to speak, of masonry. And that's, that's another thing, uh, brothers. I mean, we, we, we know that if we start reading about the business world, we eventually come upon better business practices. And some of them are like these uh, principles that have been distilled over 500 years or so. And we know that this stuff works. But all of a sudden... Nobody wants to apply that to Freemasonry, like, more intensely. I believe Andrew Hammer, 
for all of you uh, haters and naysayers of observing the craft. And he knew he didn't have it all right. But that was uh, another attempt into distilling some better business practices, some better Masonic practices. And, you know, for whatever reason, it was uh, rejected by a lot because of what it said. How about that? The Masonic Utopia? If we look at the number of actual members who are active, about 5%, yeah, yeah. And we divide them into about 2,000 lodges around the United States, we'd have about 30 members per lodge. And he asked, is that so bad? Well, no, again, if they're focused. uh, And everybody knows, again, uh, uh, taking this back to better business practices, the smaller the company is, the better it's able to respond quickly to whatever is happening. The bigger it is, the slower the response, and things just get all left up. The question is left on how to facilitate those lodges in that kind of a system. First, I'd say we need to do what the UK has done and establish a national Grand Lodge. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, Brother Robert Johnson. Only because I believe in the United States, I believe in the Founding Fathers, and they were breaking away from that system and they wanted to they wanted probably our lodges to reflect that so you have independence decentralized you know their own individual units there were their own nations uh, so to speak their own states their own countries but there are some benefits to it so i'm not uh, you know completely ignorant of that I really like the next one. Abolish progressive lines. Yes. Yes. No no uh, Fortune 500 company hires a CEO and says, hey, we're just giving you one year and after the next, we're going to hire someone else. There'll be, there'll be no continuity. There'll be no consistency. And that Fortune 500 company will go right down the shitter really quick. And you guys know this. And the same thing is applicable to all our lodges So there you have it. Everybody just comes in in a hurry and they can't wait to get in the east so they can leave as soon as they're done with their year. And uh, it's hard to get a hold of them. I mean, we haven't experienced that. We really have worked hard to make it worth everyone's while and, and know that we're all working together. It's going to take multiple years to get through it and uh, to build something. He next says... Get rid of all appendant bodies. Yes. Hell yeah. Good on you, Robert. Man. And then he adds that with, with the exception of the York and Scottish Rite. Uh, all of them, Robert. All of them. Our, you know, the Articles of Union, it says that, you know, the, the uh, Freemasonry is, is no more. You know, then it's composed of just the the three degrees along with the Royal Arch. So I I would posit, you know, the Royal Arch. And that's it. You have to start from scratch. Anybody trying to vie for for membership, when when you're all battling for membership, it, it makes it hard all around on everybody. So I agree with this. Get rid of all appendant bodies, period. Period. 
Then he says, move business meetings to a quarterly basis. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would definitely uh, change things up, switch things up. There isn't pretty much a need to, to meet uh, once a month to have your business stated meeting. If we can take care of it on a quarterly basis, that opens up uh, the, uh, the calendar for, you know, uh, festive boards, educational nights, which is what we're supposed to be focusing on. And he says, joining the appendant bodies would only be granted after service to a lodge for a set of number of years. Yes. Yes. Uh, that is if we agreed to, you know, to allow or to even recognize appendant bodies anymore. Um, yeah. You know, three, four, five years. Yes. And I know it's for some members that have been doing this for a while. This is, this is hard. This is hard to hear. Uh, this is hard to, to even fathom, right? What, what do you mean? No more Scottish Rite, no more York Rite, no more uh, uh, Shrine and Grotto. And yeah, yeah. We need all hands on deck to make this thing right. The more eyes and ears we have on it, the better. Without a doubt. And he ends it with... More Masonic education, less business. In conclusion, next time someone says Masonry is dying, make sure you tell them we're not dying. We're refining. Again, um, in some areas of uh, the United States, uh, Freemasonry is dying. And it has been, uh, you know, for lack of attendance, uh, lack of interest, lack of focus, lack of energy. And in others, it's been... Uh, strong and it's been refining so i will agree with that and overall you know it's a th thought-provoking article and with that i will let you go and think about it always think about it and work hard work hard these strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of subduing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully some good will towards exercising. Get out there and get your walking in. Open up your ciphers. Study, memorize, and just do it.